are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Jersey Dance Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm your other host, Ryan. And we're back again. New episode uh, coming in right before Christmas. Merry Christmas to anyone who celebrates. Yes, uh, uh, did I time my intro right? Because I was actually plugging in my started introducing yourself and i was just praying that i came in on time you uh you were, you were like, like a second late but hey it's all good it's all, all good. right as long as i wasn't like six seconds late we're yeah, yeah, yeah but uh merry christmas to anyone who's celebrating yes merry uh, christmas happy holidays yeah, yeah one of, some of the, one of the best times of the year gotta say um been the fastest month of my life though this yeah I mean, no, every like, month is really the fastest month of your life technically yeah. if you want to talk like that ridiculous yeah it's uh, come and gone yeah i it's crazy to me that's already what today's the 22nd i think like that's just pretty uh, it was like, feels like yesterday it was like october 15th or something yeah pretty uh, pretty pretty insane but yeah so we had we had a week of nfl football i i'm not gonna give it a give it an adjective you know something to describe it because it, it, was... it was some good games some what is going on games some games i fell asleep in the middle of so i mean um yeah so let's hop right and talk about those games first however i just want to say uh so it got announced today that texas a&m might not be able to play in their bowl game oh yeah i saw that and the first team they would ask to play is Rutgers, and Rutgers already declined man like pain why why they decline uh, it's because everyone's off campus, and like once they didn't make a bowl game, they probably shut down football activities. So yeah, that's like... true. That's a good point. But uh, anyway, it was a pain though. Imagine if I got to see Rutgers playing a bowl game. Plus, probably with COVID, like round three. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. probably didn't want to risk anything. So, but um, yeah. So starting off, going back to last Thursday, what could have possibly been the best game we had all week. Uh, it was between the Chiefs and the Chargers, and we had a Chiefs 34-28 to victory. Yeah, this pretty much seals the division for the Chiefs. Um, they uh, they hung around, the Chargers. They decided to not take the points on, I believe, four different occasions or something like that. Yeah, it was bad. And then when a game goes to overtime, naturally, people are going to look at those situations. Um, the first two times, I'm in favor you know, mm-hmm. you're playing the Chiefs as division rival. You're anticipating this to be a high score, which it ended up kind of being. But you, you want to try to get seven that first drive, really set the tone for the game and everything. But then after, like the third time, fourth time, you know, it's it's you got to start taking points at some point. Yeah. And then you know, I feel like going zero and four on fourth down is is more deflating for a team, you know, rather than just taking the points. Mm-hmm. But um. You know the Chiefs. They have, they've won like a ridiculous amount in a row. Seven. Yeah, I think so. They're three and four. Yeah, seven yeah. in a row. So uh, yeah, shout out to them. They're they're the Super Bowl favorites once again. Mm-hmm. Um, just shows you how much changes throughout the entirety of one NFL season, and it's not yeah. even done yet. We're not even done yeah. with the regular season yet, and already the Chiefs have had like three attached mm-hmm. to their team. Like at the start of the year, they were favorites then they were you know they were kind of mid and then they sucked at one point in the year and then now they've been climbing back and they're back on top 
of the uh, Super Bowl odds once again. So shout out to them. Chargers, eh, you know, yeah. this is one of the you're going to look at if you don't make it make it into the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. Uh, this game kind of set the trend for tight ends having big weeks. Uh, we had Travis Kelsey. I don't even what he end up with, like 190 yards, two touchdowns. I don't even know what it was. Crazy game from Travis Kelsey. Uh, Chiefs were able to stick around that game, as he said. And, yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. I think they are the Super Bowl front runner, And I think it's, you know, fair to say that. So They're at least the AFC front runner. Yeah, for sure. Then we had only one game on Saturday because the Browns-Raiders game got postponed. And it was your Indianapolis Colts taking down the New England Patriots 27-17. to So, most seasons I'm a big proponent of, you know, the Colts need more primetime games. I want to see them more. But uh, now I'm reversing my stance on that. Get the Colts out of primetime because I hate having a heart attack and having my blood pressure go up. Every single time I have to watch these buffoons play the second half of a primetime game because it just seems like like they just completely abandoned everything that goes right for them. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the most stressful football I've watched in years every single time that the Colts are playing in primetime because they've blown three double-digit leads this season. And I thought this was going to be the fourth uh, until Jonathan Taylor broke away to, to uh, put the nail in the coffin there. Um, rushing touchdown in 11 straight games for JT. Any uh, The Pro Bowlers were announced today. The Colts had seven Pro Bowlers, so shout-out to those guys. Um, but, yeah, this was a much-needed win. Needed to split this Patriots-Cardinals two-game set, and we got ones. Yeah, now we're on to Arizona. Really would yep. be a statement win. If we could get a Titans loss and a Colts win this week, then we'd be tied for the division but the titans have the tiebreaker but we would definitely be within striking distance of the division which would be an absolute miracle so mm-hmm. uh yeah got the win which is all that matters but uh just a a, a incredibly nerve-wracking second half yeah uh as i correctly called on the show by the way yeah I, the reverse uh, jinx i i tried to yeah. reverse jinx it and it worked. you reverse jinxed i i believed in the colts uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say, if I had an MVP vote, I'm throwing it to Jonathan Taylor, 100%. Yeah, uh, we also made a statement before the game uh, claiming Adam Vinatieri as our own. He was banging the something before the game. <laughs> you know, Adam Vinatieri, Pats legend, Colts legend, picked a side and came out on top in this game. So yeah. Um, but I have to say, if we were to meet the Patriots again in the playoffs, um. I don't think it's going to go this way. So mm-hmm. just food for thought there. But yeah, yeah, happy as a Colts fan to get this win. First time since the uh, fourth and two game. Remember that one? Um, where oh, Bill God. Goes yeah. to, that's the last time we beat the, the Patriots Holy in 2009. Shit. So feels good to get one. Yeah, as always. Might have been the last time the Jets beat the Patriots too at this point. I don't even know. So. Yeah, and you're uh, by, you're talking about Jonathan Taylor for uh, MVP discussions. Can yeah. uh, we at least get Darius Leonard in these uh, Defensive Player of the Year discussions? I think I think that's also very good. Uh, I mean, the guy's got a hundred plus tackles. He has like five forced fumbles or something. Three recoveries. He's got like, and the guy is he's a take takeaway machine, and he's mm-hmm. he's everywhere on every play does it all he, he he forces the ball out he drops into coverage he rushes the passer 
guy's just a monster. I'm not saying he should win it, but I mean his odds need to be a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fair statement. I mean, it's gonna be hard for him competing against the likes of Trayvon Dig and TJ Watt. Oh, Diggs is not sniff. I don't know, man. Bro, it's a bunch of boomers voting. They might see double digit interceptions. I mean, yeah, that's true. That would be tragic if TJ Watt TJ Watt loses out again. Yeah, just because oh. some guy had ten interceptions while barely playing good coverage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we're moving into Sunday's games. Here we have the first one. Here is a Titans Steelers game. A nineteen thirteen win for the Steelers. Uh, Steelers just play a bunch of ugly football. I don't really know what actually impresses me about their team at this point besides TJ Watt, in all honesty. So, uh, Last week, I proposed a segment on the show called When Has That Ever Worked? Um, and I feel the Titans heard the podcast and they wanted to be the first team featured on this segment. So uh, the Tennessee Titans decided to do their little trot out to midfield and stomp on the Steelers logo before the game <laughs> thing. For I, I mean, it just boggles my mind. Like, Bro, a team does it every weekend and then loses. Like, like uh, someone's got to learn at some let's point, Let's antagonize this team on the road. So not only are we team off, but we are pissing off the opposing fans who are now going to be barking their heads off at us every single time that we're on offense and just overall making our lives more difficult today. And I don't know why. I just, oh, I mean, as a Titans hater, I love to see it and I love to see them do stupid things like this in their face after they lose. But just what the fuck are you doing? When has that ever worked? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, questionable decision there. Ugly game of football. Steelers are able to come out on top, kind of keep their uh, hopes alive in the playoff hunt. Um, I, this AFC I hope playoff they... picture is just a log jam. Yeah, I hope the Steelers don't make it. Yeah. Uh, they just I would not want to have to watch a Big Ben game in the postseason. Yeah, he, he would have like a, like how Dan Marino's last game ever was like a 62 to 7 loss in the playoffs. Oh my god. That's what's going to be that's what's going to happen to Big Ben if they somehow squeak into the playoffs this year. It's mm-hmm. going to be a disaster. Yep. Uh, and we're moving on to our next game here. We had Bills Panthers, a 31-14 win for the Bills. Um, you know, the Cam the Cam Newton returned to a uh, Returned to Carolina. It was fun at first, you know. He was yelling, I'm back after scoring that rushing touchdown versus Arizona. Since I don't think it's gone good since then. um, The Panthers, I feel like this has been a staple of the Panthers probably the past four to five years where the Panthers, like this season, will start off with a good record throughout the the first, uh, you know, five, six games of the season. And then they would literally lose out for like the mm-hmm. last half of the year. And it's happened like a, a couple times over the past few years. And uh, it's it's becoming a staple of them. But the Bills needed this win to hang around in that wild card picture. Mm-hmm. It, and um, this stat is kind of crazy. The Bills in all eight of their wins this season have won by 15 plus points. Yeah. When, they're, when the Bills are on, they are definitely on. It's just... When they when are off. Yeah, it's it's when they're on, they're on, they're off, they're off. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're still in that race too in the uh the AFC East, so that could be interesting for them. Um, 
Do I think they? I think they play New England this weekend, so that's probably a big game for the division. They do, and uh, the fans are very, very hyped about it. You know, those yeah. Bills fans are are. Yeah, I mean, don't tell Jordan Poyer and Micah hide this, but they're a little bit embarrassed about um, <laughs> being just absolutely dominated on the ground last time. So this is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Hopefully, so get chippy. Yes, that should be uh, fun to see for sure. Um, but yeah, then we're moving on to our next game here. Had Texans Jaguars. It was a thirty to sixteen win for the Texans. Um, I, I mean, not much to really say here. Davis Mills got the start, and he actually played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a two touchdown game. I know that off the top of my head. Uh, we had a fan run onto the end zone when when, <laughs> when J Rob was running in for a touchdown. Yeah, they should have thrown it his way, man. He was open. He was open in the back corner. He was wide ass open. It may have been an illegal touching, but would have been great for the culture. I mean, you're two yeah. twelve. What do you have to lose, right? Yeah. But um, I thought there was a chance that the Jaguars may come out and win this game based off like a fuck this guy to Urban Meyer type energy. Yeah. But um, whew, this team is is so bad, man. Yeah. I, and I this feel game, so bad for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, and this game actually had really big implications on the draft order. Yes. Due to some other results that happened. But the Jaguars now, I believe, have the first overall pick. That's crazy. Uh, which, with some more results this weekend, could end up in New York. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh Anyway, moving on to our next game here. We had Cowboys 21, Giants 6. Uh, yeah. Being honest here, Cowboys defense, very good. Their offense, as of recently, hasn't moved me at all. Um, but Giants, I mean, this is this is poverty franchise definition in New York here. Both They might actually be the worst team in football with Daniel Jones hurt and Mike, Mike Glennon or Whoever from is oh playing. Jake from hey that's a QB one legend right there. Football. Yeah, no, they are very bad. The Cowboys and, didn't play too amazing though. Yeah, no Cowboys like didn't Cowboys performance did not move me. It's just that Giants they they were so bad. Like, I mean, yeah, not I, not this one. Just the I I mean this is a hard team to talk about in the Giants. It yeah. just makes you cringe a little bit on. Just how underperforming and yeah. All I gotta say about the Giants is like on TikTok, I've seen videos of like Giants fans being like Daniel Jones, if this is your last time playing for us, thing and like making like Daniel Jones like mem like thanks oh for the memories Lord. videos. These kids like are he, twelve years old. Bro. He's not dead. They're literally like thirteen dead. years old. This is the end of a- them in their football life. You know, mm. they're always gonna remember watching Daniel Jones. Uh, eat shit on the way to the end zone while nobody like, is within 15 years Thursday night football. Yeah. Like, Giants fans are lucky that they've only had to go through, like, three quarterbacks and they're, like, if they were the same age as me. Yeah. For the most part. I've gone through, like, eight quarterbacks in my life. Jeez, yeah. You should get the Jets shirt, like, the brown style with the tape and all the names going yeah. down it. Vinny Testaverde or something? I believe so. It'd be, like, Testaverde... Pennington, Pennington, yeah. Favre. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Favre for one year. Sanchez, Smith. Fitz. Sanchez, Smith, Fitz, McCown. 
Oh. Wait, hold on. I might have to restart. Hold on. Test Luke the Falk. <laughs> Test and this isn't even like me like trying to name people who started like one game. Yeah. Test the Verde, Pennington. Favre, Sanchez, Smith, Fitzpatrick, McCown, Darnold, Wilson. I'm at nine already. Jeez, yeah, and that doesn't even count the Falks and the Hackenbergs. Did Hackenberg yeah. even play a game for you guys? Flacco. Oh. Mike White. Jesus. We That's could say Josh Johnson. I'm at 12. I'm at 12. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, find me someone else that can list 12 quarterbacks that have played in their lifetime, please. Pats I... fans our age are at four. There's Tom Brady, <laughs> Matt Castle, and then like Cam Jimmy Newton. Garoppolo for like three games in Cam Newton. <laughs> and now Matt yeah, is like five Matt. guys. Oh, and maybe like <laughs> Brian Hoyer once or twice. Like, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, speak, speaking of a team that didn't have a quarterback issue for a while and a team that won't have a quarterback issue in the near coming future, uh, we had Shockers all the weekend, number one, unless you are me, a diehard Lions fan. Uh, the you Lions picked them, were, right? I think didn't I we, did. we were both in on them, I think, because yeah, the spread the, was pretty large. Yeah, the spread was juiced. Um, but yeah, the Detroit Lions able to come out with a 30-12 to 12 victory. Um, look, all I'm saying is in the Craig Reynolds area, or sorry, in the DeAndre Swift is hurt era, the Lions are two and one, I'm pretty sure. So hmm, makes you think. Makes you think. Uh Craig Reynolds led the way on the ground for the second straight weekend, like 112 rushing yards. But it was just a complete performance by the Lions on both sides of the ball. Jared Goff was like finding his like Rams form again, which Interesting to see. Chills. Uh, their defense played good. Amani Orowarie, the hard last name there. Uh, he's looking very good. So, I mean, you know, Lions, uh, like, you know, it was a great team performance. You shut down one of the best offenses in the league. And uh, Cardinals, got to be a little bit worried. Back-to-back losses. Yeah, last week I, I referred to the Cardinals as frauds. And right here. This is the worst team in football, guys. Uh, you're supposed to be a, a Super Bowl caliber team in your eyes and some of the media's eyes, and you come out here and you lay an egg. Um, mm-hmm. Lose by 18 points to the worst team in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Just very disappointing. It, the loss of D-Hop is, is showing a bit, and I think this is a team that could possibly limp into the playoffs and be out first round without anyone being shocked by the time it happens because I, I if they lose to the Colts this week, which is possible, um, and then they drop their what is there? There's only like one more game after, or two more games after that. Yeah, no, they, it's, it's definitely starting to get worrying for them. They could go from a team that was what like seven and zero and had all the momentum in the world to now they're. It's all about how you finish the year, and if they limp in, I think yeah, very are, good chance that they are a first round out. Yeah, they are trending the opposite way for sure. Because they'll most likely get matched up with a a whether it. Whether they lose the division to the Rams and end up playing the Rams, though the Rams will be hot because they took the division from the Cardinals, or mm-hmm. if they win the division, they're going to end up playing some uh, streaking NFC wild card team the way these teams are playing, and they could easily get beaten by them. And yeah, there's just and D Hop might only be back if they make the conference chip or something. So yeah, so, I, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year. But yeah, like I said, the draft implications uh, with that Lions win. Now they dropped to the number two pick, which, I mean, granted, I don't know how much, 
I think the top two picks are going to be two edge rushers anyway. So yeah, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. However, if they win another game, that's when it starts to make a difference. So uh, moving on to our next game here, uh, we we had the Dolphins thirty-one, Jets twenty-four. Um, we'll say sat through this entire game. We'll say happy we lost. Um, Zach Wilson didn't look good again. Um, rough day for him. He was the thing with Zach Wilson is like he misses a lot of like the layup throws. Mm, but then I once that they're like sail he make, check down. Yeah, but he makes some plays where I'm just like, damn. Like the one play when did you see the Jets? They ran like they handed it off to a player and then they threw it back to Zach Wilson. Did yeah, you see that play. And then he like should have been sacked three times. Yeah, yeah, he was running around for his, yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Like he makes plays like that, and it's just like, like I don't know how to feel because it's like he can make like some he's you know he's the ability to extend the play is there, but he's missing layups. And I mean, granted, right now, like I'll give him a break because he's literally throwing to his receivers are Braxton Berrios, robbed of the Pro Bowl, by the way, major <laughs> rob. Nah, he should have been the punt return. He like leads the NFL in kick return yards, like return yards per return or something. Oh really? Like that. Yeah. Damn. And p- same thing with punt returns. So he got robbed. But um, yeah. Um, uh, other than that, corners played well. Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles. Shout out to them. I think uh, the Jets might have their corner answers. Two young corners. So. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of a talking point at the beginning of the year that Zach, the boring football aspect mm-hmm. of the game, you know, like he he makes these insanely dynamic and and special plays. Yeah, but, no, like, and that's it's time to dump it off to Michael Carter in the flat. It's like those old yeah. Josh Allen memes of like dudes in the NBA taking full court shots and it yeah. going like twenty rows deep in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Dolphins are red hot. I think that's seven in a row for him. Uh, six. Yeah. No, nah, ever since those true, like the, the trade deadline, basically. Uh, I watched Tua play a full game. How, how'd you feel? Um, yeah. It's hard to say. I think he's a good game manager. I'll give him that. But he probably should have had four interceptions. He did make some nice throws. However, he threw the one interception that he had was like a deflected ball. All right, whatever. But he should have had like three deflected interceptions. And then the pick six he threw, the corner knew it was going to be a hook route. Mm-hmm. And the corner had it jumped and just ran it back. Like it was the easiest pick six in the world. It was one of those. So, like, I think two was a NFL starting caliber quarterback. But I don't think he's anything more than that. So maybe they get like a. Isaiah Spiller or something in the draft. I do think they need a running back. For and sure. they can, they have somebody that can take over a game, hopefully, that they develop yeah. that way. And, and Tua has someone to lean on. And then you got guys like Waddle and Gesicki and Devontae Parker, who are all very viable options. And he could be a fine and he could be in a yeah. place to uh, succeed. Yeah, I think uh, there are a few weapons away from having like a solid foundation for Tua, for sure. I mean, I think they got a one and a two. I think Waddle yeah. could be a potential one in the future. I mean, he just yeah. eats up receptions, and Devontae Parker yeah. is—he, I mean, he's been—he's been a good receiver for years now. I think they need a uh, another outside receiver. I, th- yeah. I would like to see Waddle in the slot in the future. 
That's oh, just my yeah, personal um, opinion on that. I think Waddle in the slot, you can keep Parker outside. If you get someone to be like a Y receiver or something like that, or whatever the outside Z, X, whatever those letters mean. Yeah, X and Z. X and Z, yeah. You get an X or a Z, and then I think that would be good for two. Plus with Gasicki, and you get a running back. I mean, Miles Gaskin is like, all right. Duke Johnson was the leading rusher, or not leading rusher, but had the most fantasy points for a running back this week. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think, and their defense is like solid too. Like, I'll give them credit for that. They get, I mean, I think they had six sacks against us. So, we're definitely doing something right, in Miami. I think if they make the playoffs, it would they like it'd be an interesting team. Could be interesting. I think they could put up a fight in a playoff game. They're definitely in the running. Mm-hmm. But enough talk about Jets Dolphins game. Uh, so then we get to this four o'clock window here, and ooh we, one of these games was very good. The others not so much. First off, here we'll talk about a fifteen to ten win for the Bengals over the Broncos. Uh, Jesus hope, Christ. Hope Teddy's all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know that's a rough injury. Ugly game of football. Neither team really did anything on offense. Pretty sure Bronc- <coughs> Broncos wide receivers were getting cardio in. Um, Tim Patrick yeah. Moss, a guy though. Yeah, Tim Patrick. I know. I know Judy didn't have a single catch. So yeah, the Broncos. I think the Broncos like desperately need a, a quarterback. And like, I know it's easy just for me to say that, but like, I don't. Know. I genuinely. I think they might have one of the best young receiving cores in the entire league with Patrick, Judy, and Sutton. But and it's just Fam's and fan and Albert O. Albert Okawebanam. Something yeah, like sure. that. We'll, we'll get it one day. And you know, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, if they keep that like kind of two running back system. Um but yeah, like they just they need an answer at quarterback. I think with the quarterback, the defense is solid ish. I mean Sertain, I think, is gonna be a very good corner in this league for a long time. Justin Simmons is gonna be one of the best safeties in the league for a long time. It's just I, they're quarterback away, and so which the Broncos chance. have done this before. Think back to you know 2010, 2011 yeah, Broncos. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. piece was in place. They had Except. the receivers. They had the uh, the they had an amazing defense in place, and mm-hmm. they had a little guy named Peyton Manning come along, and they were and they went to two Super Bowls in four years. Yeah, um, and. Granted, the defense that they're building is probably not on the legendary level of the 2015 Broncos defense, but I mean, you, Bradley Chubb is really good. Sertan's been solid. Justin Simmons is really good. Um, you got pieces. Yeah, and I'm not saying they get a quarterback in their Super Bowl team. I think if they can get a quarterback, they could potentially be a playoff team. Yeah, depends what quarterback. Because I mean, yeah. if you throw Aaron Rodgers on the team, they could be a Super Bowl team. Yeah. But if I mean, if you are just like gonna draft a guy and hope to develop him, then yeah, maybe if things go right, ball bounces your way a couple of times, they could end up in the yeah. playoffs next year because yeah. they do have a they do have a very solid foundation around them. Yeah, look, all I'm saying is the guy that played Jason Street in Friday Night Lights is a Broncos fan. He has Aaron Rodgers' phone number. Don't ask me why I know that. Interesting. Came up in a podcast that he was on one time that I was listening to. You got sources. Yeah, so I'm just saying. You heard it here first. If if Rogers ends up in uh, Denver, it's because because the guy that played Jason Street in Friday Night Lights was uh, pulling for it. So, I, and I think the Broncos are 
are more likely to be able to have this star QB fall into their lap because uh, most mm-hmm. of the teams with disgruntled star QBs are in the other, like mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. So I think if anything, yeah. if there were, be, were to be a Russell Wilson trade, the Broncos would have a better shot in uh, mm-hmm. in getting him, you know. So it's just one of those, you know, little quirks of two conference league where you may have a better shot and maybe in a better position to uh, – f- to fill your QB need sooner. So interesting to see what they do the off season Bengals. I mean, you're, you're you could either you're in a, a position to win the division and also finish last in the division. So, yeah. Uh, and then moving on to our next game in that four o'clock window is Fal- Falcons 49ers, a 31 13 win for the 49ers. I hate the Falcons um, so much, dude. Yeah. No, despise the Falcons, honestly. Do I don't know say, how people root for that. I feel so bad for people born in like the just have been born into rooting for this team because they I, I hate the Falcons. Like they just frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah. This team is awful. I'll start off by saying they might have got hoed on that Cordero Patterson in the first quarter. Might have gotten hoed on. Possible. That. Um, but then after that, I mean they the 49ers just controlled the game. I think Kittle had another big game. Yeah. Um you know, the four ers defense had a very solid game too. And they were just able to, you know, four nine football kind of run the ball a lot too. Uh Debo with another rushing touchdown. I think that's five straight games he's played in. He's had a rushing touchdown. Crazy. Just so. like a, a like two months ago we were talking about are the forty ers dead, talking about the the status of Shanahan and John Lynch's jobs with the organization because they haven't really produce much besides that one Super Bowl season, but they have gotten hot at the right time, and now they're in prime position to be one of these wildcard teams. Um, so shout-out to yeah. the 49ers. Jimmy G has really uh, started to put things together. Um, yeah. And next year, it's looking like you'll have Trey Lynn of experience in the NFL, you know, showing up to practice every day, meetings, all that. It's not I just... mean, low-key, low though, like, if they make the playoffs with Jimmy G... And like maybe win a playoff game. I mean, I you know maybe I'm talking out my ass here, but, but I, I mean, feel like you, just... you could do what Jimmy G does with a decent Trey yeah. Lance, you know. Bro, imagine if For Trey Lance and money. Debo were in the backfield on read options. Oh man, Ooh. have fun stopping that NFL defenses. But I um... mean, you, when they talk about experience, you know, playing in the games is good and all, but it just because you haven't played that much doesn't mean that the, you know, the practice and, and showing up and game planning every week, that still is very impactful on a young yeah, QB. There's still a, so a level think, of professionalism that needs to be acquired yeah, when you're an NFL quarterback. Trey Lance just being there for a year has already made him a much better quarterback. I'm mm-hmm. sure of that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, game of the week here, no doubt in my mind. We had a 31-30 Ra- or Packers win over the Ravens. I just I got to give a shout out to Tyler Hundley because he came in, he balled out. This guy's yeah. electric. For I ain't even gonna front man. I like I was watching that game the entire time. I was like, damn, you know, this kid. Like I didn't realize he was like really good in college too. He was first team All Pac-12 his uh, senior year at Utah. Um, went undrafted, I think. And yeah, went undrafted. A couple times. Yeah, waved a couple times. Good story here. Waved a few times. Ended up on Baltimore's practice squad. They signed him to his active roster last year, and now this year, when he's been called upon, I mean, he's been he's been good. Like you he's know, delivered. He got the he got the win against the Bears. 
Mm-hmm. He uh, he played last week too, right? Yeah, he played last week when they were playing Cleveland, and he they he almost brought that game back. Yep. Um, and then this week, I mean, they were one play away from getting a winning against the Packers. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, a guy had... that's gonna have a potentially a starting job next year. Yeah, I don't know but, his contract. Uh... Right. Since he was just a practice squad guy last year, it's probably nothing beyond this season. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this could be a guy we see end up in maybe New York or or New Orleans or something like yeah, that. I mean, or maybe if uh, a team drafts a rookie and they bring in Tyler Huntley to really give him a real competition or something. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tyler Huntley because that's the stuff you yeah. like to see. Real exciting player. Seems like a good guy. So, Packers, yeah. though, they that might be my Super Bowl favorite still. Yeah, I I would have to uh, agree with you there. I think, um, yeah, just com- controlled performance from the Packers got a little scary at the end. I think they had what like a, I forget what what's it a fourteen point lead or was it a ten point? I don't really remember. I think they were up fourteen. Yeah, they were up fourteen. Huntley were able to get those. Was able to get two rushing touchdowns, and you know the Ravens have gone for two every time this year. So I'm not surprised that they went for it. I yeah. honestly didn't even mind the play call that much. I didn't kind of like liked it. It. Uh, it was, you because know, I think giving yourself only one, option, it's just risky. You know, what if, yeah. you know, what if Andrews gets jammed, falls down or something like that? You know, it's just, yeah. you got to at least give yourself a second option. If you want to sprint out to the right and take away half of the field, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but you got to have more than one option. Yeah. Uh, I said I said in the chat I would rent a read option. That would have been my thing. That too. Let read option send someone like out in the flat that he could use. But uh, why, yeah, I mean, why, why are teams not running pick? Yeah, fact. you can pick someone within one yard. It's only two yards of space yeah. between you and the end zone. You line yeah. them up in a in a little bunch on the outside. Have Andrews like in the back of the bunch and just pick. It's the cornerback yeah. sent him out to the flat, and you got yourself a touchdown. I mean, I guess if the game Mark Andrews was having, I would have taken that chance with him one-on-one every time, too. So it was just Darnell Savage, who had been cooked the entire game, made play of the game. So shout-out yeah. Mark Andrews, too, the OG beat boy. I feel like this Packers team is going to be able to lock in and really, uh, really perform when it matters this year because, you know, Aaron Rodgers last year, he was, uh, you know, every – he had that, you know, stigma as, as like a douche or whatever, but he hasn't gotten the hate that he got this year. And I feel like, you know, this is supposed to be his last dance season. And, you know, during the last dance, we got all that talk from Michael Jordan about how, you know, he would like make shit up to get to get mad about, put that chip back on his shoulder. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he seems to he he seems to think that he's been canceled or something like that. Yeah, because he so, was wearing that cancel culture hoodie. So whatever bullshit he has to tell himself to, to yeah. make himself, you know, put that chip back on his shoulder and play. I think I think this is really going to be his year because he's on his psychopathic Michael Jordan, everyone's out to get me type thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Packers, like, I, that's just a complete football team right there. Yeah, I mean, arguably, probably the guy who's going to win MVP yeah. in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they have the guy who's a, been canceled is going to win the MVP of the National Football League. They have, you have not been canceled. Michael Vick was canceled. Yeah. They have a really good – like, that Jones-Dillon RB pairing is really good. Like, I'm a really big fan of that pairing. They got a good wide – like, it's just a really solid team all around. So Yeah, I would, those backs are both so versatile, too. A.J. Dillon, 
just by looking at him, you might not think that he's an outstanding pass catcher like he like he is. You no, know. he can he can pass catch though. Dangerous in space, you know, dangerous on the RB screens. Um, might not necessarily line him out wide like you can with Aaron Jones, but you know, two versatile backs. Not just having one power back and one receiving back. Yeah. Or one they both can do back. a little bit of both. Yeah. Or a they both bit of are, so. are hard runners that can catch the ball. And it just adds another element of, of versatility because not only are you getting fresh legs in the game when you switch out these running backs, but you're not, you know, giving up your hand or anything. You could be running yeah. anything with either of these guys. So mm-hmm. um, just a, a real dangerous combo going yeah. forward gets even colder in Lambo and AJ oh, Dillon yeah. is coming full speed at you. Yeah, best of luck. Scary sight. Um, but then we can talk about Sunday night game here. Saints nine, Buccaneers zero. Oh, this is the this is the game I fell asleep in the middle of. First time no. he's been shut out since of two thousand six at Miami. I believe Nick Saban may have been the coach of the Dolphins at this time. I think he was. I mean, we were like five when this happened. So this, to me, this is really like the first time he's ever been shut out. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, real insanity. Um, yeah, I mean, I fell asleep at halftime, not on purpose. Like I just, I was laying on my bed and I had the blanket on me, and all of a sudden I woke up and it was twelve thirty and the game was over. And then I had a jack, I had a text from Jack. That said, bro, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then I looked at Sleeper and Brady at five or four point seven points in yeah. fantasy. Um, yes, I mean losing Godwin for the year is that's that's crazy. First off, I feel so bad for Chris Godwin. I mean, this was his you know payday year. He's, he's gonna still hit, gonna get a bag. He's gonna get paid for sure. Future call. Um, but feel <laughs> Evans is hurt, but he might be able to go this weekend. They had Antonio Brown coming back too. It was just an uh, Brady, the Saints in the regular season, they just own him. I mean, that's, that's all it is. So that may be what that Godwin injury may be what does it, you know, to the Bucks Super Bowl yeah. run this year. Uh, not counting him out, but, you know, that's that's just, it's so hard to repeat in the NFL, let alone win three times in a row, which I, I don't think will ever be done. Because yeah. you see, like, like this, just, oh, I landed on his knee the wrong way, you know, in a week 15 game. And, now your offense is completely changed for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and it's just things like that. But um, this <laughs> Brady versus the Saints has really become a thing now, huh? Yeah, I guess. Like I mean... last year, they beat them twice, and then they won in the playoffs. So it was, you know, you, they won when it mattered. But this year, they they beat them twice again. Yeah, so be interesting to uh, keep note of that for depending on how long Brady goes. And then uh, moving on here to our mon- or first game on Monday, uh, we had the Raiders versus the Browns. Yep, all right, I'm correct. Uh, and this was, <laughs> oof. Uh, we had a 16 to 14 win for the Brown or for the Raiders. Uh, yeah, hear some thoughts on this game because I was not able to watch. I was at work. I was uh, jumping in and out of watching this game. I was at work, but I was, uh, you know, looking at the NFL app and everything, watching it a couple mm-hmm. plays when I could. Um, kind of boring. Saw the Chubb touchdown. That was, uh, you know, he's hard running. But really, it just came down to the end. Derek Carr threw a pick with like two and a half minutes left. And um, all the Browns really needed to do was get a first down. Couldn't do it. Um, Derek Carr linked up with Zay Jones a little bit towards the end. 
Daniel Carlson, um, right down the game middle. Winner. Yep. Game. But uh, yeah, not much else to really say about this game. It was just one of those very ugly games of football. Ravens very Cleveland on. in December game. Yeah, very, very Cleveland. Like this is what I would expect of a Oakland Raiders Cleveland Browns game. I mean, last year, sure. remember they played that game and it was like forty mile an hour winds. It was basically the same yeah. type of thing. It was like ten seven or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, then we had the second game on Monday night, which I I didn't think it could be worse than the the game prior, but. Oh my goodness! It was worse than the game prior. It was a seventeen and nine win for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins gets back to back primetime wins. I'm putting an asterisk next to that because he had like eighty seven passing yards in this game. Um, hey, but we said regression to the mean. His primetime yeah. record is going to be high going up. I mean, and up yeah, and up. he's going to win seven more in a row. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I expected the Vikings to win this game, but I didn't think it would be this ugly. Matt Nagy, your time is up. Horrible play calling, dude. Like there was some plays in this game that made me laugh out loud on my TV. Bro, just, the like, one fourth calls. down play is one of the funniest things. Uh, I don't know what was funnier to me, the fourth down play or that Kirk Cousins interception, because that was one of these. Nah. Bro, when <laughs> so the Kirk Cousins pick, I get that Justin Jefferson's guy tackled him or whatever. Vikings fans, I yeah. don't care. The video itself is so yeah. hilarious. The video of the camera not being able to keep up as the ball is flying into the free safety's arms. Like, he just casually on, chucks it down there, and there's not a soul. Not a soul. <laughs> it's just a, some dude playing center field waiting for the ball. But uh, yeah, no, I was, was cracking up when I saw that. Oh, fucking um, hilarious! I love you, Kirk Cousins. Never change, yeah, never change, Kirk. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, some it was horrible, horrible game of football. The end of this week was horrible, like these last five games. <laughs> I but, didn't uh, two games because I was uh, I was playing basketball. Yeah, you were at the basket. All right, let me describe this Eagles 27, Washington football team 17 win. Uh, Garrett Gilbert, serviceable performance. I'll give him some credit. Shout he, out he, 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 practice squad game. He, he wasn't that bad. Um, it was just football team came out early. They went up 10 nothing. Uh, Gibby had an early touchdown after Jalen Hurts threw one of the most freakish interceptions I've seen in a while. Did you see the video of this? It like yeah, he it threw a pass. Heel, right? Yeah, Goddard dropped it, went off his heel, and right into someone on Washington's hands. Uh, but then okay. after that, uh, the Jalen Hurts show is back in motion. Uh, he had a three-touchdown performance, I believe. Two rushing and one passing. Passed uh, Michael Vick for the most rush touchdowns by a QB in a season in Philadelphia Eagles history. Yeah, but... um, And rushing touchdowns. Yeah, once the Eagles had the league, Washington, Washington just couldn't do anything. So, free Terry McLaurin, that's all. I saw a video today of Terry McLaurin catching one pass from every single starting quarterback that he's played with. And now that I'm thinking about it, the Washington football team fans are the only people that could probably compete with me as a Jets fan for naming, like, how many quarterbacks have started a game since yeah, 2001. total mismatch of names there. Because I genuinely think he's already caught a pass from nine different quarterbacks now. Jesus Christ. And that's in three years. That's so crazy. Like, he has no one to build chemistry with consistently. Different yeah. guys taking first team reps. It's like yeah, get he, get Terry a franchise. It's like the first day of school every week with this guy with the new mm-hmm. quarterback. It's it's yeah, really hard to do that. So shout out to him for, I mean, you know, he every once in a while he does have a bad you know game receiving wise, yeah. but being able to show up 
the way he does sometimes with these different quarterbacks, the absolute like turnstile of quarterbacks every single week. Uh, shout out to Terry. Yeah, and then we had Seahawks ten, Rams twenty. Uh, I mean Cooper Cup having the best year out of any wide receiver. Uh, another huge game from him. Stafford gets the. Ch- I mean, it was just Russ is cooked. Like I, I'm. I think I think with a full off season of healing, he might come back. But like, man, it's just some of these throws are bad. It's just underthrow after underthrow. So, uh, yeah, Not, don't really have anything else to say. It was just Russ underthrows, Cooper Cub dominating, yes. and uh, Seahawks' first losing season since two thousand eleven. Huh. Yeah, and they don't have their first round pick. Oh, wonder who has that. But, um, yeah, so that basically wraps up Week 15. We got some Week 16 picks here. Uh, starting off tomorrow, we have the 49ers versus the Titans. Uh, the 49ers are coming in as three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Too hot right now, you know? Um, the Titans, yeah. they're, they're kind of slacking. They could be another Cardinals-like team that kind of limps into the – into the playoffs, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the 49ers here. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I don't think the Titans Titans without Derrick Henry, I think Julio's gonna be good to go. No AJ Brown again for him too, I believe. So, uh, it's gonna be rough. I think 49ers defense packs it in, gets the job done, and their offense just scores enough points to get the victory. Then we had Cleveland. We have on Saturday Christmas Day games. Cleveland at Green Bay. Green Bay coming in as eight and a half point favorites at home. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Browns here because I think that they're gonna, you know, control the ball, control the clock. Um, eight and a half is a little bit much, and I think the Packers are due for a little bit of a wake up call before the playoffs. So I'm gonna go with the Browns. Uh, eight and a half is a weird number for a spread. Hank, don't lie. Yeah. Cause it's not it's not a full like it's more than a full touchdown but it's not a full touchdown in a field like that's a really weird number I'm gonna take Cleveland too honestly uh I, th- I think Baker's actually Baker's back disadvantage Cleveland too am I kidding oh man jeez uh, no, to the commercials buddy I'm, I'm gonna roll Cleveland here I I kind of agree with you I think they'll control the ball and yeah I think Green Bay I th- Green Bay's got to lose a game between week 16 and 18. Yeah, I feel like if they win every game going into the playoffs, uh, they may be due for a loss. Yeah, so I think they'll lose this week, win the next two, <laughs> and then that will be good for their playoff run. Then we have Indianapolis at at Arizona. Uh, Arizona, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the Colts. I think we're getting hot at the right time. Uh, hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't have to do anything again in this game. Um, the Cardinals, they're they're slacking. They're without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think the Colts, similar to the Browns pick against the Packers, I think they're going to be able to control the ball, control the clock, and just uh, score more points than the Cardinals. So I'm taking the also taking the Colts here. I'm just, I mean, they, the Arizona couldn't stop Craig Reynolds, Godwin Iguabike, and <laughs> Jamar Jefferson. 
and now they're going against the best running back in the league. Yes, sir. So Quentin Nelson was uh, I do believe he mispracticed though, so that's a big one. <coughs> I'll be on also rolling the Colts here. Moving into Sunday, we have Detroit at Atlanta. Detroit minus three and a half, or sorry, Atlanta minus three and a half at home. Easiest pick of the year, Detroit plus three and a half. Yeah, like what the hell do I look like picking yeah. the Falcons? They do you're, nothing you're telling but hurt me, me. Yeah, you're telling me to pick between the fan favorite of the podcast and the enemy of the podcast, basically. Like, I mean, come on. Then we have Baltimore. Atlanta's also 0-5 at home this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit by a touchdown. Then we have Baltimore at Cincy. Cincy are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Hmm. Hmm. Lamar also not practicing today. But <laughs> does that even matter? I mean, I mean, obviously Lamar matters, but the Ravens have proven that they can play a serviceable football game with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. Yeah, if so. they're rolling out Tyler Huntley, give me the Ravens, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens. It's a culture pick right there. Yep. Then we have Rams at Minnesota. Good battle of, uh, of a former NFC North quarterback versus Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> the Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Uh, give me the Rams. I think yeah, it's hot me, again. Yeah, give me the Rams. Kirk's got to lose a game in non-primetime now since he's won two straight primetime games, law of averages. So, feel safe with the Rams. Uh, Buffalo at New England. New England are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. A lot of bad blood in this game. I'm going to go with the Patriots, though. I think they're just going to continue to own the Bills until the Bill is gone from the New England. So... Give me the Pats. You know, that's that's a good good reasoning. Um Yeah, no, I gotta agree with you. Bill Belichick still owns Buffalo, so Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. shareholder. Yeah, they'll be crying at midfield as Damian Harris runs to the right side for eight yards every every other play. <laughs> So, Imagine they use the same game plan and it works again. Yeah. Then when Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are up on that virus, I do not want to hear a single objection to it, okay? Yep. Excuse me. Then we have game of the week here. I'll be attending this one. Jacksonville at the Jets. Oh, uh, my Lord. Sh- you need to <laughs> practice more self-love. I've had t- I got tickets to this game for my birthday, man. What else am I supposed to do? Uh, Jets coming in as two and a half point favorites for the first time since last year. The Jets are the favorites in the game, and you really want them to lose this game, don't you? Yeah, big because time. Because the Jaguars, you know that you could be getting the one pick. Yeah, we we if hey, the Lions this, win. This, if the Lions, Texans, and Jaguars win, we'd have the first pick in the draft. Interesting. So I'm taking the Jaguars. Yeah, give me the Jaguars. I'm in with you. I the Jets currently have 15 players with COVID. Robert Sala has COVID. Uh, our tight end coach, who I didn't even know existed, are who our tight ends are also the worst players on the team. So yeah. they made the tight end coach the head coach, which is hilarious to me. Um, something like Ryan Griffin, your best tight end, or something. Hey, whoa, Rutgers legend Tyler Croft has. Uh, don't don't disrespect my boy. Oh, my fault. Um, but yeah, I, I saw the Jets beat the Bank. There's no way we're going to beat the Jaguars. So hopefully Trevor and Zach light it up. You can 31. only beat one cat 
um, theme team yeah, per year or something. Basically, yeah. And I give a score prediction every weekend for the Jets games. Uh, 31-28 Jacksonville win. They're lighting it up in MetLife. Nice. Uh, then we have the Bucks at the Panthers. The Panthers, or sorry, skip the game. Go back to Giants at Eagles. Eagles are 10.5-point favorites at home. Jesus. Watch the last time these two teams played. I'm thinking 10 and a half. I mean, I know they're the worst team to ever exist ever, but 10 and a half? Sheesh. Fuck it. Double digit spread. Give me the Eagles. <laughs> Fuck it. Jake Fromm's got nothing on the uh, the Eagles defense. Hey, the Eagles covered nine and a half this week. That's what it ended. That's what it was up to until kickoff. Yeah, but so. I mean, the last time these two teams played, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he looked like a... a Look, if Jalen Hurts just used his eyes and saw Devontae Smith streaking down the field the entire game, they would have won that, that game by two... Have you seen that meme of Jalen Rager with the McDonald's hat on in the uh, drive through Bro, you know Jalen Rager had to, like, turn off replies on his tweets because he was getting bullied too much? It's like, it's on the mode where only followers or people who are mentioned can reply. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd I'd probably be on <laughs> like that if I was in the spot Jalen Rager's in. Yeah. Then we have a uh, Bucks Panthers. Uh, Panthers are eleven and a half point underdogs at home. Um, Bucks offense is, I mean, and their defense. They shut down Fournette, Shaq Barrett, or no, uh, Levante David, I think. Yeah. Um, for the regular season. I think I'm going to go with the Panthers at home here. Fuck the Carolina Panthers. Give me the Bucks. There's no way Brady has two bad games back-to-back, man. I just th- I think it's physically impossible. Yeah, they've lost nine of their last 11 games, so real interesting questions there. I could see the Panthers covering. Right, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick them to cover. I'm taking Bucks spread, though. <laughs> Give me the double-digit spreads, baby. Uh, Chargers at Houston. Uh, Chargers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. You know, I don't think Houston's winning this one. They're covering, though, so give me Houston plus nine-and-a-half. No reason why. Dave, Davis Mills, actually, wait, Brandon Cooks has COVID. Mm, I'm going back to flipping to the Chargers. I'm going to go if, with the Chargers as well. Yeah, if if Brandon Cooks gets out there, things could be interesting. I think he gives light to this Texans offense. He really does. He's, if, he's had himself a good year. I wonder if he's a free agent after this year. He could get paid if he's a Nah, free agent. I think he has a decent-sized contract oh, there. Oh, well, good for him if he already does. But if he was a free agent, he would get paid this offseason. He's been very good in Houston with Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills as good quarterbacks. Let's see. Uh, Brandon Cooks' contract, he uh... – he signed a five-year, $81 million contract extension in oh, 2018. So good for him. He's he still probably on has that like deal. three or uh, two or three years left on that. Yeah, good for him. Good way to get that money, man. Uh, then we have – was that when he was in New England he signed that contract? Or was, uh, he, in, no, with was the he in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. With the, yeah he was with the Rams. Uh, then we have Chicago at Seattle. Uh, home – what a shit show this game will be. Uh, Seattle, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Nah, this is game of the week. What are you talking about? These are two dog shit teams with exciting quarterbacks to watch. I think it should be a real banger. Um, Fuck it. Give me Chicago, bro. What's the spread again? Seven and a half. In, uh, Seattle, seven and a half favorites. Hmm. Give me Chicago. Give, Give me, me Chicago, Bears. man. I'm, I'm still on the bro. Justin Fields hype wagon, nah, even, if they're, even if they're calling 
garbage plays and Bro, I'm not even bad choices. Justin Fields is going to be a good NFL quarterback once he's in a good system. I mean, anybody and, with Darnell Mooney on their team is, is and Allen Robinson good. either leaves the team or figures his shit out. Oh, he's gone. I think now, depending on if you know the Bears, if they have their first round pick. If they Garrett Wills, uh, the Raiders have it, don't they? Uh, the Giants, I think. Oh, yeah, they do because they trade up. Right, 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 right. I was going to say, you take Garrett Wilson and just, you, you fuck it, you let it happen. But never mind. He'll be gone by the time they probably have a pick. They have a second-round pick, and Chris Olave's there. Just saying, mm-hmm. Chicago, I'm giving you ideas. You know? Anyway, uh, then we have Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, 10.5-point favorites at home. Hmm. Ten and a half. Yeah, no. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think this could be a game where they just stomp all over the inferior Steelers. They won. Chiefs won by what six last week? Uh, yeah. What did they win the week before? Didn't they win the week before by like forty two? Yeah, they beat forty eight to nine or something. Yeah, all right, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm law of averages. Uh, Denver at Vegas. One and a half point favorites are Vegas. Give me the Broncos. No rhyme or reason. I just think both of these teams are just very meh. So I'll take the guy who's you know, this game. This game uh, has one of the best wide receiver cornerback matchups we'll see this weekend. So, Oh, uh, Brian Edwards, Patrick Sertan? I was thinking Renfro Sertan, but... I don't think Sertan will be on Renfro. He's nah, probably not. Nah, damn, what a shame. Uh, if Darren Waller plays, I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders either way, but if Darren Waller plays Raiders, is free money. Uh, then Sunday night, football team, Dallas. Dallas, 10.5-point favorites. 10.5, no eh? Yeah, that's a little too much for me. I'm taking the football team. Yeah, the Cowboys just kind of played a mad game against the Giants, so I'm going to go with the football team with that big-ass spread. And then for our Monday night game, Miami at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah. They're hot. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? Fuck it. I hate it. You know, two is a lefty and all. And you haven't been, uh, you know, <laughs> haven't been giving him that much credit. I'm going to roll Dolphins this week. All right, cram JD stuff. Nah, I was just going to say, make a quick new recording and do, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, true. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So we'll be right back in one second here. Uh, going to cut this recording, and we'll be back to discuss the Jersey Dynasty playoffs. Alrighty, welcome back. So we'll talk about our Jersey Dynasty playoffs here. Uh, so looking back here, two main two main playoff matchups were the Golden Diabetics versus Step Bros and Omar Little and Associates versus the One Liners. Uh, we had the Golden Diabetics beat the Step Bros for the third Woo! time this year. Um, three times, yeah, wow. Three on and your... surely this team did not ask to play you, right? Week one, yeah. And then, you know, Persh, Persh was asking for me to send the message to him again in the chat earlier in the week. I'm like, why am I going to do that? That's my bulletin board material. But, uh, you know, we went risky by uh, benching Kyler for Brady, which almost didn't. <laughs> Definitely didn't pay off, but we were still able to escape with the win. Got to give shout-outs to my boy, Mark Andrews, 35.6 from him. Antonio Gibson and Debo all both putting up 18. 
Uh, Craig Reynolds with 12.7. That's the real MVP right there. Uh, came up right underneath our projection, actually. So, solid. Take that. <clears throat> and then the one-liners. Beating the Omar Little Associates by 60 points. Jeez. 65 in the playoffs. Um, yeah, only a 70 clip from the... Yeah, it was... Fancy football was ugly this week. Yeah, very. A lot of, a lot of ugly performances. Uh, you know, and what's crazy is Bader had... He had 45 points from Josh Allen, uh, George Kittle, and Matt Gay. So, <clears throat> that just explains where the rest of his team ended up. Yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase, one catch for three. Evans, one for 14. Cordell Patterson had four. It was it was an ugly week for a lot yeah. of guys who you normally rely on. Kamara with five. And the uh, one-liners, I mean, solid weeks from a lot of their guys. Uh, it was a 30-point game from Mahomes. Chubb, him, his projections. Eckler went over his. Uh, Godwin had 11 before he got hurt. So, I mean, who knows what night he could have been in for. Uh, Brandon Cooks was the big one, too, for them with 30. So, it makes our semifinals uh, the Top Guns versus the Golden Diabetics and the Party Animals versus One-Liners. So, I think two interesting matchups on both sides. Yeah. Um, the top I, guns have been, like, that consistent team all year, you know? And they're the two-time champs, you know? They've they've mm-hmm. got that champion mentality. They've been there before. But, you know, those those beats, boys. I, I'm yeah. just telling you, there's something special about this team. Yeah. I picked them preseason. I'm a, I'm a fan of them. It's been eliminated. Um I mean, hey, you know, and fantasy football is a one-day thing, too. Like, you just need yeah. – all you need is one player to go off one time. Uh, if Tyler Huntley's starting in Baltimore – eh. Is that a plug-and-play? No, nah, it's not a plug-and-play. It's a Mark <laughs> Andrews guaranteed 30 points again, though. You best believe that. I think um, you might have to go Duffy Bold if you want to win this type of thing. You might bro, have to we went, plug in Tyler we Huntley. We went Duffy Bold once, man. I don't, I don't know if we could do it again. Uh, with the Kyler, like benching Kyler for Brady, I mean, it was like it's not a bad situation to be in, but who knows? Maybe we have to do it, you know? Maybe we just kind of Brady's not Brashad Perryman, though. Yeah, yeah, we just kind of put nuts on the table at this point, just say fuck it, you know? Yeah, um, should be an interesting matchup. I think it's going to come down to both teams' running backs for sure. Uh, if Jonathan Taylor has a normal Jonathan Taylor game, it'll be hard for the beats to come back from that. Uh, I think Devontae versus Debo. That's another big one too. You know, Debo's our uh, our golden boy, mm-hmm. our our treasure, close to our hearts. So, and then I mean, if the Beats have a full healthy lineup, like if if Thielen and Waller are both back for them, I think that kind of keeps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and substance abuse is okay. Uh, no Harrison Butker, which hurts. You know, it's our captain right there. He leads He's us out of the tunnel. Guy, huh? Yeah, he leads us out of the tunnel every week. So. Uh, it's kind of, you know, maybe, maybe we'll put him in like a hazmat suit or something to get him out there. But, uh, and then we have a one, sorry, yeah, one liners party animals. Party animals projected the win right now. And I think the trend with these two teams has been like the boomer bust, you know? Yeah, for real. Especially with uh, the party animals, you know? Uh, but if Joe gets the Miles Sanders that's been playing like he has these past few weeks, that's, you know, that could be something big for him. Um, 
because, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of other running back options on this team. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's been the, you know, definition for both these teams all season. It's been boom. And I'm on Ross St. Brown play. That's kind of chills. I ain't even that is kind of tough. I like that. I, I fuck with that heavy. Uh, yeah, losing Godwin was big for the one-liners. Uh, Gerald Everett coming up with a couple Especially if some, him. like, you know, if Cooks isn't able to go with COVID. If, uh, I mean, I do have, like, that's a weird spot to be in. Because they can choose between Amon Ra, Christian Kirk, Van Jefferson, Chase Claypool, Tyler Jones. I mean, they got some options. So, uh, we'll be very interesting to see. It's a story of two boomer bust teams. And I think, like, no matter who wins, like, it's going to set up a really interesting storyline for the final. I mean, if we beat, like, there's a chance, there's a three out of four chance we have a new winner this year. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly three out of four, probably. Like, I'm not working the math on, like, us having, you know. But there's three teams in the final four with it who have never won a title before, so. Um, so one thing the league wanted us to talk about was like, look at each team and like, who's already eliminated and like, talk about, uh, what they should do for their futures. Yeah. So, uh, we'll just go through the teams that are currently eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. So starting off, uh, we'll go, I mean, I'm just going to look at the standings and go. Yeah. So starting off with your team, I mean, you have what, three first round picks this year? Yes, and so you're two gonna have seconds, I think. Yeah, one guaranteed top four pick, one pick that will be five or six, depending on how the stand. I don't know how those standings will work yeah. out, and a pick that will be somewhere between seven and ten. I mean, with picks, it's like, you know, in the off season, they pick up a lot of value. I mean, yes. keep if you're looking, if you're gonna end up moving them, or you know, but. You can hold on to them, take some hits on some young guys. If you hit on one or two this draft, I mean that could change your entire uh, organization path. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep at least one of the first. Definitely, I'm gonna have to try to get one of these young studs coming up. Yeah. Whether that be Kenneth Walker, I, I definitely or think Spiller or something yeah. like that. I definitely, th- and you also kind of like have to get a feel around the league too with it. Like, if so- like if so and so had this pick, who would they take? Because it's like. I mean, who knows? Like, let's say you have the second pick and Bader's like, you know, three and four or whatever. And you could mm-hmm. trade. You could be like, yo, Bader, you give me the three and four, I'll give you the two. So it's like, you know, yeah. something like that could happen where even getting like get an extra asset. So, yeah, but overall, I'm just going to I'm going to need to find uh, another running back because, you know, mm-hmm. Jacobs is definitely more of an RB2. Um, yeah, definitely an RB1. Yep, going to have to look for another receiver because, you know, while Darnell Mooney and Hunter Renfro are both good for or PPR, um, mm-hmm. definitely going to need that stud receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than, I mean, I feel like a tight end is something that you could always make a deal for later. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts is moving, a fantasy yeah. monster. So Plus, it's going to be double flex next year. So Yeah. Like a Chase Edmonds flex play is not a bad spot to be in at all. Yeah. So I think if you hit on your picks, you'll be in a maybe not a good spot next year, but I think the following. Like, this isn't going to be a. I don't think you're in a position to rebuild in, in one, one off year, season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we can look at the schoolboys here who, on paper, that's a solid team, man. Like. Yeah. Extremely it, solid. You know, this year, I think they got a little unlucky with that Derrick Henry injury, but then they were just able to put Fournette there. So it was like, 
where they uh they're lacking lacking some depth here i have to say yeah i feel like it's uh it's been time to sell for a while yeah on these running backs and you know on cooper and the the issue is for sure with like i i won't deny the beats were interested in Dalton cook for mm-hmm. probably 3 weeks during this there like the 3 weeks before the trade deadline it was like an everyday discussion it was like man we should try and get Dalton cook and then the trade offer would be the text back would be, we want Terry and Debo, no one else works. And it's like, jeez. I mean, I, I hold Debo very close to my heart. Like that, that's our boy. We've yeah, had this man for like, for like three years now. And now he's fine. I think he's like wide receiver, like a top five wide receiver in fantasy this year. And Terry, who very talented wide receiver. So like, they're asking for a lot for these guys. And it's like, it's hard to work out a deal. Like, I feel like if they were getting an like an offer of three solid players for Dalvin Cook, like I think it's something that they might have to like think about. And the pick, I, I feel like they gotta start looking for some picks. Yeah, if they're gonna go through that rebuild after trading mm-hmm. two studs like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, then we look at the salty dogs here. Um, you know, good. That's very good spot to be in. Actually, you know, they have two firsts this year, which. One of the, I mean, they're going to be somewhere between one five six, one seven to ten. Um, we look at the team. You know, Burrow's a young quarterback. He's got plenty of time in this league. Najee's like, I mean, he's probably going to end up being a fantasy monster with just the amount of touches he gets. But like, oh yeah, for sure. He's just I mean, needs this that RB two and that tight end. Yeah, but I think his team will be positioned very nicely for a double flex next year. Yeah, there's starts, a couple of options here. You got Eli Mitchell. Elijah um, Moore. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, that's pretty I mean, much it, but that's still two options. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell would be that RB, too. Like, he gets so many touches. Yeah. Uh, um, But, yeah. I mean, he's got two firsts. I think he can either maybe move for something or, you know, try and, uh, you know, if he hits on one of them, then that works, too, so. But yeah, I think, you know, like Justin Jefferson's, I think, one of the more sought-out players in this league. I think there's a lot of interest in him. But Billy, you know, he holds his players to high, like, trade value. So it's hard to uh, get these guys off him for sure. Not much yeah. else to really say. It's just he's got to figure out something to do with this tight end spot. Uh, RB2 is Elijah Mitchell for the future, hopefully, for him. But yeah, if he can figure out that tight end spot, I think he could be in a position next year to like make playoffs as a fifth or sixth seed. I agree. Uh, then we have the Funky Hippos, which... Uh, Don't do anything. Are... Yeah, I mean, it was just unlucky year for them, you know. Looking at the each... starting lineup and then with the double flag. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, he, the team's going to be very good on paper next year, for sure. Um... Got unlucky with injuries this year. Have to say that. Lost Robert Woods. Lost Lamar in the last game of the season. Zeke was never really fully healthy. Antonio Brown injury and suspension. I gotta <laughs> say though, even with in- possible injuries next season, this is a deep team. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, is like a Kareem Hunt flex play is never a bad option. Tony Pollard, like if he if Zeke were to get hurt and he had Tony Pollard, like that's a fine situation to be in. Gallup, Odell's, OBJ, yeah, Goddard is going to be a flex available because uh, you know he has Kelsey to yeah. a tight end. He'll be rolling out a two tight end set next year. Brian Edwards, sure. yeah, a lot of good options here. So I think Funky Hippos, 
I think they should hold their ground unless they get like some crazy offer for one of their players. But uh, then we're moving on to one of the playoff teams already eliminated, uh, Omar Little and Associates. Hmm. Um, this is a tough one. It's you know they had. I mean, when you look at Bader's team, he's got three firsts this year, and I two four eight. Is that eight nine? Yeah, I think yeah. Three first. Yeah, so I mean, really, not much else. You really, I mean, you could trade some of those. Yeah, I mean, besides moving first, like it's a good team on paper. Um, I'm not. I'm. Mm, I'm a little bit out on Mont. Yeah, like I think maybe maybe an RB two, and like he yeah. does have the, like he has the picks to go get a, a wider or RB two. But then the worry for him would be if he ends up being stuck with nine first-round picks. Yes. Because that's a, a a weird spot to be in for sure. A lot of cuts. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I like if I had nine first-round picks, like besides trading a bunch of them away, it's like... I'd trade like five of them at yeah. least. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's you know, a very hard spot to be in. But, I mean, Josh Allen, Kamara, Chase is, you know, one of the best dynasty wide receivers you could ask for. I mean, the fear here could be, like, Kamara's already starting to take kind of a a step back from Mm -hmm. his peak. Um, Evans is starting to get up there a little bit. And, you know, those could just be little cracks that lead to, you know, losses here and there. But still got some young talent on the squad, you know, Jamar Chase, Pittman, all that. But Mm -hmm. just a couple of... Couple of aging yeah. players. Now Kamara's uh, still only going to be twenty seven next year, but you know running back years yeah. are like dog years. Yeah, I mean, and run twenty seven running back years is like thirty two, thirty three. So yeah, um, and you know the double flex could end up being a worry for him. Mm. It depends on what happens with Cordero Patterson, I think, and a Rob. Yeah, so those. The, some it'll be interesting to see kind of how the whole but he has the three first round picks to also fill some holes so and then the last team we'll talk about this week is the step bros uh i mean you look at this team on paper i think next year <laughs> i i think he'll be in a good spot for next year like won't won't deny that at all uh i mean jay herbo's probably a top five dynasty quarterback yeah, you know what? I'm going to deny it. I don't think they're going to be there next year. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing they don't have teams, any picks. Yeah, teams made of glass. They have, I mean, he holds ETN to a very high standard, which I don't know if he's going to be able to, to really reach. Uh, McCaffrey's made of glass. Jerry Judy, he's inconsistent. Who knows about that QB situation going in? Yeah, James I Conner. Mean, yeah. Eh, cool. James Conner will probably regress. Uh, DK Metcalf, he really hasn't really uh, shown yeah, us if, anything lately. I mean, if they don't get a good quarterback in Seattle, I don't think that's good for DK. So AJ Brown, another glass guy. Yeah, he has uh, a lot of like Russell Gage. Really won't. I mean, he'll actually probably be a solid asset next year. But it's a lot of players who are injury prone. Uh, I mean, DeAndre Swift, I love. I won't even deny that. Cutest player in the league. Uh, like a little teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, the it's a lot of injury-prone guys. A lot of guys who have underperformed a lot. Uh, it's interesting. I, I think it could be a miss next season. 
Potentially. It depends. Like, if CMC stays healthy, then, you know, that's a big form. But, uh, I mean. Hopefully this, this team sucks forever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what we want. And, yeah, that we won't discuss the last four teams yet because, I mean, they're all still fighting. So, but, yeah, I think that's going to about wrap things up. You got anything else you'd like to add in this week? or No, nah, that pretty much uh, covers Ooh, everything. You're in the seventh place game. Shoot. Yeah, let me know something. Big for you. Yep, yep. Something like you going for it or what? Oh yeah, yeah consolation well. bracket's mine. Hey, bro, those consolation bracket wins kind of hit different. Beats have been there before, so. But yeah, a long I mean, way. That's gonna just about wrap it up on this week's episode. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Follow all the socials, the Twitter at Jersey Dynasty nineteen, and the Instagram at Jersey Dynasty Podcast. Uh, wrap this up by wishing you guys a Merry Christmas and we'll be a, and I guess all holidays you know we are gotta, gotta, gotta think about those too Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and we will catch you guys back with one last episode before the year next week <laughs>